Hey everybody, it is the Unredacted Podcast starring Kurt Schlichter for you Town Hall VIP members who shill over your, shill over, shell over your hard-earned bucks to get shill. Shill? Did I say shill? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I must have been thinking of the Ahoy crew of uh, Never Trump. Ahoy! Hey, look, there's Jim Swift bellying up to the steam table. They must be having fried shrimp. Anyway, so you shell out your hard-earned bucks to get this quality kind of entertainment. And you know that voice. It's my friend Drew Maddox because we get together. We have steaks. We're going to be talking steaks tonight because it's another Kurt Schlichter reverse sear steak triumph word uh, i'm like the rocky of red meat baby he's gonna be posting those in a few minutes oh yeah and apollo creed is going down you vegan pussy anywho that's where we're at right now so we're gonna talk about issues we're gonna talk about things we're gonna talk about wine we're gonna talk about steak uh we may touch on politics but it's all quality material for you town hall vip members let's go let's rock the mic and perpetrate let's say all suckers state to state yes once again it's unredacted starring kurt schlichter with special guest drew maddich let's get the important stuff out of the way how amazing were my steaks tonight they were legit fred flintstone steaks i think they tilted this whole building over on their side well, let me, let me tell you a little about these steaks. I went to Costco, and you're going, Costco? Kurt going to Costco? BMW driving lawyer? Hey, they've got a little section. It's the blue section where they have prime beef. Yep. And it's fantastic. So I go over there like three days ago, and I'm with Arena because she's on this freaking endless hunt for paper products. It's this weird housewife shit that she gets into. She's like, I got to find paper towels. I'm like, I don't give a shit about was paper it, towels. Was it paper towels or was it the the, the Clorox? Uh, paper towels. It wasn't the Clorox, you no. know, wipes. No. no. I still have some of those. Okay. The hell? The paper towels. I, I, they don't have the wipes anymore. They never do. I just are we talking, are we doing house cleaning products here? Because no, I got a lot. No, we're providing a service. I, I, I got a little, I got some dusting tips for you if you, if you guys are fucking interested all right anyway we go into costco two two three days ago because uh, uh you know i and i immediately go i drew's coming over got to get some prime beef he he, we, he texts back yeah let's go ribeye tonight okay we'll go ribeye I, I found two fantastic i found a pack of three fantastic ribeyes they're really good the ones a couple days ago they're a couple days they're, they're nice ribeyes and i did what i usually do with one and i take and i seal vacuum sealed it and i froze it and I had the other two out, and I had a uh, fillet for uh, Jack, uh, for Arena, and fillet for one of the kids. So is it just fun to seal things? It is fun to seal things. It's it is it's a kind of godlike power. Yeah. Not a, not like a like god god, but like demigod, like so, Bacchus. So does it like maybe suck pan? All, does it suck all the air out? Sucks all the air it? out, and then and then seals it. Oh. And then you can put it in the freezer. It doesn't get freezer burned. Because you put it in a plastic bag, you come in, it's got frost on it. Yeah. And it's like. I don't know if that makes it taste worse, but it can't make it taste better. So, I get these two, and I'm like, I'm happy with these steaks. And I'm leaving them in the fridge, unfrozen, froze their brethren. And then we go in today, because Arena wants to find paper products. Again, because apparently we're fucking short well, we, of paper products. We product. didn't find them when he found the other, the first set of prime steaks. So you didn't have paper Yeah, we went through a giant freaking festival of onanism. I, I only have one left now. Well, I'll give you one. Okay. okay. Jesus age. We went through this giant clusterfuck. This is 
this festival of bukkakeism over 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 freaking paper products, of which I give not a shit. And Arena and Drew are sitting here. I'm good on the toilet paper. What you hear in the background is this like discussion of these two about fucking paper products. Jesus Christ. Okay. So I go in and I get I I I go I actually walked by the blue section, and I stopped. And I go. Well, I should go look at it because yeah. it's prime beef, and it's, I'm a man. It's like it's like when you're at Boa and you've had this dinner and you're totally full, and they say, "Would you like to look at the dessert menu?" And you say, "Yeah, I should at least look at the." You dessert should menu. at least now. Boa is a prime steakhouse here in LA. There's there's one in Hollywood and yeah. there's one in uh, Santa Monica. And if you ever are lucky enough to hang out with me, maybe we'll go to Boa. That's right. Because I'm amazing. I actually went there with uh, Arena, and I went with Larry O'Connor and Meredith. And uh, Meredith's mom and dad, who I think uh, oh, are are ex- are younger than me, okay. so that's to the Santa Monica. Lady. Yes. Yeah, and they are. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're you great. Like I love them. Any anyway, so I go over there and I see there's a lot of good stuff. I see this pack of three, and these things are like an inch and a half thick. And they are marble. They were legit inch and a half, at least. They're, they're like marble perfect. I'm like, holy crap. I'm looking around, making sure I'm not on candid camera. Anna Barbera, Fred Flintstones. Fred they, Flintstones well, well they were huge, but yeah. the, the marbling. Yeah. I was like, this is almost Wagyu level. Yeah. And I'm like, I got to get these. It's like 63 bucks for three of them. Yep. And I mean, I mean look at this, everybody. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, like show, right he, he's showing the he's showing it. It, it. I mean, they're huge, and I, I I get them, and I say, okay, I'm I'm doing two of these. So I come home, I freeze one, I freeze the other two that I'd already had out, and I got these two, and I got a fillet for Arena, and I got a fillet for one of the kids. Yep. Their kid doesn't eat steak. Yeah, and I'm not even gonna go down the road on the kids' steak because that's just a waste of freaking time. Yeah, it's a little drama. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go get, from now on, I'm just going to get like a bunch of Trader Joe's sirloins because he, he doesn't nowhere care about the difference. That's what you do. And I'll just I'll just put him in and he'll be as happy as he's, he's a teenager, as happy as he's ever going to be about anything. That's it. Now, Arena's filet, however, was perfect. It was, actually. It was perfect. But it was nowhere near as good as what Drew and I steak was. I and, he, and here's how I did I it. Because I, because I, and these things must have been a pound and a half each. Absolutely. Must absolutely. have been 18 to 20 ounces. ounces. Yeah. 24. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to put in my little weight monitoring, food monitoring thing. Yeah. It's going to go, it, I'm going to get a, hey, fat ass. I'm, I'm not going to put mine in there because if, if it, if, if I didn't eat it, if it, if I don't put it in there, you, it didn't happen. Well, that's true. I'll put it this way. I, if they had been carbs, we'd have been Stacey Abrams. So I could have been governor of fucking Georgia. Yeah. All right. So we're we're I, I here's how I did it. I had uh, I went to Trader Joe's and I got some of their uh, seared uh, uh, corn off the cob, which is very good. It's like Mexican corn. I looked it. And I threw in some uh, scallions. I threw in some bell pepper, uh, red peppers, uh, and I made some bacon. And I put the bacon in it. And put a little bit of the juice, but I put most of the juice in my skillet, my cast iron skillet. Then I took extra bacon, and when I put my steaks in the in the oven at 250 degrees till they reached 130 degrees, I used the use the thermometer. I put a little bacon thing on top. Then I pulled them out and I seared them. And I fact, it was like having to sear four sides. Because you had to sear the side. Yeah. 
because it's like an inch and a half. Uh, and then we 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 cut it, and, and the pan turned on its side too, like, yeah. like in the cartoon. Yeah, the pan fell over. Yeah, the pan like fell the car. Over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Wilma came over. Yeah. It was fucking amazing. Yeah, I had like a I had like a pterodactyl yep. uh, bringing me uh, right. uh, tongs. When I cut into this thing, it was like cutting a slice of butter. When I bit into it, it was like eating butter beef. Yeah, I mean it was, and That's, it was perfect. I mean, look, I'm not, look, I'm a modest guy, not, not a narcissist in any way, but I'm fucking amazing. This was one amazing steak. It was, it was perfect. So it was pr probably, probably better than anything I've had at, at the best steakhouses. It was so good. It was, it was crunchy on the outside, soft on the inside. It was great. I had to do a Kurt Cooks for the audience contest. Periscope. Periscope. Oh, I could do a periscope. Next time you want to do a periscope? Yeah, we should do a periscope. Guys, we may do a periscope next time. Or we could do a live chat for VIP members. There you go. I'll see what uh, everybody thinks. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to make another steak, honey. Oh, you want to? Oh, okay. No, the whole thing. No, the whole thing. Yeah, it's, called, it's a process. It's a process. Right? It's a process. I was doing something else. Sorry, I missed out. I think I'm channeling Harvey Keitel again I'm hoping it's I'm hoping it's Pulp Fiction and not Bad Lieutenant so but a steak isn't a steak without the wine let's talk wine I've got here one of the best cabs I've ever had and I've had some good ones because I only drink what Drew tells me to tell him about the wine okay um, the wine we had tonight was an Enfield wine Cabernet. like the rifle Cabernet from Sonoma Valley, 2013. Enfield Wine Company is just a micro producer up in Sonoma. Very niche. Very niche. He, I mean, he he probably makes three barrels of this and ten barrels of that and Christ. fifteen barrels of this and and just not very much. But it's some of the best wine you've ever had. We're fa very familiar with the rosé. The rosé is probably the best rosé that I've it's ever had. It's a fantastic rosé. I think I have I have one bottle and I have a magnum of it. It's called, he calls it his foot tread rosé, and it's, I think it's Pinot Noir. I think it's mostly Pinot Noir. It's not all Pinot Noir. Really? Yeah. Is yeah. that unusual? I think so. No, no. Not in California. Um, but it's, it's an amazing rosé, and this was the first time I tried his Cabernet, and it's, it's as good as something in Napa that's $150, and it's $60. I, we, you know, we looked at it, we're just like, this is going to be good. Because yep. sometimes you can just sense when a wine is going to be good. Well, I brought it in, and they saw the label, and they recognized it from the rosé, and they said, okay, this is going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, I knew it was going to be good. Yep. And you pour it, and you get, you warned us it wasn't going to be uh, kind of the big, bold California. It was going to be a little more subtle. Mm -hmm. Would it be appropriate to say French? Would that be appropriate? Yeah, maybe. I don't. I, it doesn't strike me as French. No, it, it's 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 very fruit forward still. It's still still kind of California sunshine, but, but it's it, it isn't. And I love big. You know, I mean, my God, I love the big bold ones. But this this is a little more subtle. There's nothing green or earthy about it. It is it is all fruit, and it is just in your face. It's great. It, but, it it's a yeah. unbelievably and good it's one. Not, and it's not an oak bomb. It is so, oak bomb. It's not an oak bomb. It is not an oak bomb. Yep. Now, that could be a band name. Hi, I'm, I'm Jeff of Oak Bomb. This is uh, Chardonnay. She's a lead singer. 
on uh, we're gonna be singing some songs for you here on K Roll tonight. Okay, thank you. All right. I did that thing. All right. That's the thing I did. A little Liverpool going. A lo- is it Liverpool? That sounded a little Liverpool. Okay. All right. Liverpudlian. Liverpudlian. I don't want any pud. I don't want the the synonym, syllable pud involved in any. You know the worst cinema, uh, syllable ever? Oin. What? O i n. Oin. I just find that a horrible syllable. Hmm. That's why I don't like sirloin. Oh, okay. I just I, I just don't. I, I just, it sounds like the world's worst Dungeons and Dragons name. Hi, I'm Oin. I'm a I'm a mage. <laughs> I have a staff of some sort. I've never kissed a girl. Soon I will grow up and write for the Weekly Standard. It's 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 got a lot of dark fruit, but there's just a touch of red in there that makes it just. Really good. But God, it's fantastic. See, this is guy. This is kind. Of, but, oh, by the know, way, it's yeah. enfieldwine.com. E N F I. Tell everybody, cripes. E N F I E L. Now I gotta go get on it before they all get on it. There's plenty for everybody. Yeah, he makes like one barrel. You know what? He'll make more. He'll just make more. All right. He'll be very appreciative. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. So I'm sure you guys are going. Where's the fucking with Biden stuff? I didn't come here to hear about your dinner, didn't you? Because this is Kurt Schlichter's Unredacted, and I'll talk about any fucking thing I feel like. All these red wines are all the same, but white wines, they're just so diverse. Yeah. (laughs) What, are you a junkie? Are you a junkie? You're you're, you're taking the cocaine? I mean, is the irony lost on anybody? Yes, it, it actually probably about, is probably about forty nine point. It's like that, there's a lot of people out there. You just want to go. Psst, Biden's son fucked a hooker, and they had a kid. She used a dildo on him. Oh, by the way, he did. He left his crack pipe in a Hertz rent a car at the Phoenix airport, and he got kicked out of the Navy for doing blow. Psst, you know, you don't want to. And then bring those and, things. It's awkward. And, and then there's the bad stuff. It's <laughs> there's the bad stuff. I mean, all that's like, all right, fine. He parties. Yeah. Okay. So he's a communications major. Actually, I was a communications major. I didn't do blow. I mean, Epstein party. <laughs> God, Epstein party. <laughs> How fucked is Jocelyn? Jocelyn Maxwell. Jocelyn Maxwell. I sounds think it's like, Jelaine. She sounds like a French dessert. Like Jack Jelaine. Jack Jelaine. Jack Jelaine. <laughs> yeah. Everybody do the push-up. Yeah. Over a 12-year-old <laughs> who's naked. Oh, no. oh, my God. Jelaine. And, of course, you know, the most the most hysterical part of it is, like, Epstein, like uh, the, the lawyer who is, like, representing one of the victims like years ago, there's footage of him going, the only person who stood up against Epstein was Donald Trump, who threw him out of his hotel for being a pervert. And it's just like, fuck. I mean, this guy was like the ultimate Democrat. Epstein. Epstein. Oh, yeah. And it's like, and like, well, you know, and Bill Clinton's like, well, I didn't fly on his plane to Petto Island that you can prove. Except for those 27 times. Except for the times that I did. Yeah. But I've got a, I've got reasons. 
I know, and the newspapers are like, well, that's good enough for me. Hey, Trump mispronounced Yosemite. Thailand. Thailand. Which actually is a more apt name from what I understand. I've never been there. I haven't been there either. No, I didn't know Thailand. You don't you don't know what you don't know what's in if you go to Thailand you don't know what you're gonna find. You know, you could find a hole, you could find a, a hill. People like You know Thailand. what I'm saying? People like Thailand. Do they? Yeah. Not my scene. So he's not a perv, right? Right. Exactly. Okay. One night in Bangkok, in the world's your oyster. Thank you. <laughs> little little music from the, the the play chess. One night in Bangkok. Murray was it Murray Head? I think it was Murray Head. Not Edith Head, the clothing designer. Murray Head. I think. I don't really remember. One night in Bangkok, in the world's your oyster. Maybe it was Falco or Taco, who I confuse. No. Which one was Falco and which one was Taco? Falco was... Um, Der Commissar. Der Commissar. Taco was uh, putting on the Ritz. What was Burrito? I don't know. I think he did a cover of... Uh, the concept of I think he did a cover of... But more than a feel like... Oh, Bjorn Oveas. He was ABBA. Yeah, so they... What well, couldn't it be a de wait a minute? Hold on. Are you sure it's that Bjorn Olvaeus? Yeah. Oh yeah. Gotta be. Got it. Holy shit! I got it right. I got Murray Head. That's Dennis Millerian, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck! Or, I'm listening. Or, or, or D. Or D. I'm I'm listening to Dennis Miller today. He's on with Nick DiPaolo. Who I, I heard that one today. And uh, and Dennis drops a Ted Neely. Yeah. From Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. I got it. Yep. Nick didn't. I did. I got it too. And I was like, I am a kind of God. Again, not God, but I totally but, got but that. like 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 you know like one of the hearth nymphs. DePaolo's almost as good on that show as you are when you go on. He was very good. I actually uh because I am uh I'm guest hosting for uh Peter Boyles, who's a great, great host in, uh, for Salem in uh, uh, Denver. I love doing his show. Because oh. he'll have me on for like four segments, and we'll just freaking go. Yeah. But I'm doing it. It's four hours starting at 4 a.m., and i got to fill it. I was like, all right, I, I, I got to program it, though. And they're like, what's your show? You program it. So I actually sent Nick DiPaolo a uh, thing. I said, man, you got to come on. we gotta, we got to really dig deep into Ted Neely. So you sent that today? I did. <laughs> All right. I, I actually erased Probably. the Ted Neely. I said, we got to talk shit about Biden. But when he gets back to me, I'm going to go, oh, yeah, be prepared to discuss Ted Neely. Yeah, exactly. Because so, yeah. he was like, Ted Neely, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And Dennis was like, booyah, yeah. owned. Yeah. God, Dennis Miller's funny. Holy shit. I was shit. listening to that over breakfast this morning. God, that was funny. I was out walking. I, I'll, I'll listen to Dennis walking, and I listen on twice speed. So he's twice as quick. And the guy's lightning fast normally. Yeah. And I'll be cackling like a madman. So if you if you if you make it twice as fast, it probably it's like that's like nineteen eighty seven Dennis Miller. 
Darius Miller, Darius Miller's just as fast as he always was. He's his shit's quick. It is. It and is. I, I'll start cackling and trying to tag it in my head. So I'll be like talking to myself as I'm walking, and everyone's already thinks I'm a fucking lunatic because I'm not wearing a mask. I I don't I don't wear a mask when I walk the dogs. Anymore. I don't wear a mask when I walk the dogs, or when I drive the car, or when I do anything except go inside a building where they've asked me to wear a mask. Because it's their building, and now I'm much. like, okay, it's your building. I, I should wear a mask. That's, a, that's you don't have to wear a mask in my Although, building. I, I I went to a house concert last Saturday night. Uh huh. Uh, in at an undisclosed location in the Inland Empire. And Peter Noon from Herman's Hermits played at this house concert. Uh, and Dennis Miller's a big fan, by the way. Dennis Miller is a big fan. Well, he's a great guy. Um, and How was it? Uh, fantastic. And they, I, I sat at a table up front, a little close, but everybody was masked up because the people who own the house uh-huh. asked you to mask up. Okay. And it's so their you, house. So you do Why that. wouldn't you it's do their that? House. And uh, everybody was really cool about it. And See, here's the thing about masking. I, intellectually, I would think that masks would probably be some sort of preventative against spreading a disease or taking it in. I would think, but I've had so many different stories from the scientists who keep telling me I should believe science, and all I can say is, which science do I believe? Because yeah. they told me, don't wear masks, and then you have to wear masks, or you're pretty much committing genocide. Or kind of wear masks, or don't wear masks, you're, you're and killing, then they don't wear masks. You're killing grandma. That's you're killing you're grandma. Doing. But then, then you see like Fauci at the baseball game. He's not wearing a mask. Well, it's a chin strap at the baseball game. Yeah, I, I mean, like, what the fuck? And I, I don't, I, I just, I just don't know what the what the actual truth is. I have a general sense that here's the thing. I, I don't. I, I mean, if it if it makes. 10% or 5% or 15% or 20% of a difference, I'll do it. If, it, if, it's, if it's between that and keeping things shut down, problem is, they'll keep it shut down and they'll make you wear a mask. Well, the, the, the thing is, and then you find these places where they've had masks forever and then the stuff's going off. Yeah. And they're like, well, you got to wear two masks. Yeah. And it's like, guys, if you'd be straight with us, it wouldn't be a problem, but they can't be straight with us because they're not trying to prevent infections. They're trying to get some sort of weird political edge. Well, the second I, I, Fauci lost me last week when he testified, when he would not, when he would not say that the protests made the numbers go up. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. That's when he lost me. You know, you can lie to me once. He talked all around it, and he just wouldn't say it. You know, it's not that hard. If you want, see, here's the thing. All these media guys want to be the objective truth teller who's telling the truth and get the respect as the guy who, I don't care, I'm going to say it. And, and a guy like that gets some respect, you know, because we'll be like, you know, I don't like what he says, but he always says what he thinks. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, it, and then then you get a guy who's like hedging and shit, and you know he agrees with you. We weren't, but he supposed, don't to, say we weren't it. supposed to wear a mask in March. Right. And now well, we are. Now we are. And then, but it's okay if you're protesting because you know, the virus is woke. Yeah, yeah. If you're protesting the myth of white supremacy because you're a fucking retard. And yeah, I said retard. Yeah. Somebody goes, we don't say retard anymore. I say, who the fuck is we? And uh, I, I just, it's like, how how can you expect a line in my face and not have me go, bitch, please? I don't understand that. But they do. 
And then they and look the at you like you're crazy. Hashtag because science. Yeah, because science. Oh, well, there's 92 genders. Well, there, there, there's not, though. Yeah, well, science. My, my new favorite thing is the, uh, well, you know, 2 plus 2 could equal 5, depending on how you looked at it. Fuck you. But even there, it was like, it's like 2 and a half and 2 and a half does equal 5, but they didn't. But that's not 2. No, it's not. That's a different thing. Yeah. And it's like, fuck. You know, everybody wants to bullshit us. And we're not that fucking stupid. See, the problem is they're surrounded by people who roll over. So they think everybody's going to roll over. They think, oh, well, you know, the, uh, you know, everybody I ever met just kind of gave in. Why won't these people? They must be knuckle-dragging Jesus people. So do you think 50.1% of the people are going to roll over? Uh, I, think a lo I, think they, I think these people are actually communicating with about 10% of people. I think the other 90% is out there going... I just bought a 12-gauge shotgun. Man, we sold 1.4 million uh, million weapons last and month. I, and I've had more people than I can tell you ask me what to buy and where to train. Uh, me too. Me too. And not uh, not super conservative That's hashtag people. me too. To oh, you. yeah. Yeah. A different kind of me too. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, you know, human survival instinct, thankfully, remains secure among most people. See, I think I think a lot of these people adopt this kind of leftist bullshit because they don't actually believe it'll ever apply to them. And now they're seeing it does. You know, when you're living in New York City and you're paying, you know, $8,000 a month for a shitty apartment and every morning there's a hobo taking a dump on your stoop and you call the cops and the cops go, well, you know, can't really do anything. You, you know, you call your city councilman will stop being racist against people shitting on your lawn or your, your, your steps eventually you're going to go you know this, this, this ain't worth it for me and the, the COVID thing has shown that you don't have to live in New York City to do New York City things you, you uh, like 60% of people can uh, if not more are telecommuting oh so you could be sitting in Grand Forks, Idaho. Is it Idaho or Iowa? There's a Grand Forks somewhere, and it's not in Washington, New York. But you could be there. If by this time next year, uh huh, I am able to telecommute with my present company, uh huh, um, we we could be looking at Bozeman, Montana, or St. George, Utah, or Austin, Texas, or. Um, any you know Nashville Tennessee I love all those places the you know I'm going to stick around in California for a while for a, a number of reasons including the fact that I'm a trial lawyer here mm -hmm. which you know this this place is made to make trial lawyers rich that's right which is not a great thing but you know if you want to fucking park a, a, a dump truck outside my lawn my front yard and dump uh, money over my fence as somebody as somebody said it is what it is well it, it certainly is but um i think everything changes because of what we found out about what technology can do and how we can how we can live our lives differently i don't think i think 
neither party has really grappled with it. I don't think Trump really has to. I think it actually applies more to the Democrats because they, they used to rely on the fact that you have to be here. There's, there's no conservative place that says you're stuck here. You don't have to be anywhere. True. The, the, the problem is, if they stay in power, they can find you and tax you wherever you are. Well, that's, that's going to be an interesting thing. For instance, if you have a California company that you work for, and you decide to move to Nebraska, because you like example. flatness. Yeah. So you move to Nebraska, and you're like, woohoo, Ben Sass! What a great senator. <laughs> hey, we just got a text from uh, our neighbor asking if Felix was home safe. Yeah, because she saw it on next door. Got it. Okay. So we're, we're, we're having drama here, folks. Any case. But we have very drama. nice neighbors, though, who are, like, checking on the status of our hideous uh, animals. Um I'm probably annoying them. Would you apologize to them by text? For my, you already did. She's like, I, oh, no. I, I already no, did. No, no, it's these people you're annoying. They're shutting the windows. <laughs> I hope it's not our uh, neighbors having Shabbat. No, it's the ones that live over in their house. I hope they're not liberal. They probably are. Screw Every, Everybody here not my neighbors. Not my neighbors. No, they're not. I not know my that. orthodox neighbors. My orthodox neighbors are salt of the freaking earth. Yeah. But uh, you know, here's how American my neighborhood was. A uh, little dog got lost, and a lady we didn't know came over, and, you know, saying, hey, is this your dog? My, my uh, neighbor came over. It was before sunset. He's orthodox. He came over, and we're all trying to help our neighbor out that we don't even know to find their little dog. Everybody's working together. This, you know, that's the real America, and that's the America we don't see near enough of, and that's frankly unique. Cause I, I've lived in other places in the world, and that's not how it usually is. Because here, your neighborhood is calling the Eric Garcetti hotline for not wearing a mask. Well, we're not in Los Angeles. Uh, we're outside the city of are Los Angeles. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Oh. You think you, you think the rich people of the South Bay are going to put up with that asshole? Yeah. We're not no, you you guys put up with Ted Lieu. He but he has no effect. Okay. But Ted Ted Lieu. Uh, he's I'm going to make him my project yeah. for unemployment. Uh-huh. And I'm going to do it. You hear me Ted Lieu? You creepy weirdo. The, the South the South Bay thanks you. Oh, that piece of shit. Anyway, so we, we talked. I don't know what we talked about tonight. We just kind of went on and on. Yeah. And that's kind of part and parcel for Unredacted with Kurt Schlicker, my special guest, Drew Maddich. And, of course, the lovely Arena Moises is right over there listening in. You know, if, if, if you're unhappy that I didn't talk politics, well, A, you got my columns. B, I'll, I'll talk about any goddamn thing I please, and this is what I please. We talked politics. Did we? I thought we did. Quite a bit. Did we? After the wine and the uh, I, I think we had a good balance. I think we did. We had a good it balance. Balanced. It was like a third ribeye, a third wine, and a third politics. My my vibe for the VIP, including my VIP column, because I've now now about half my VIP column is like having a conversation with people because I get my email and they'll, they'll email me. Yeah. 
and I, I read every email. I try and answer every email. And I as I guess I can't all the time because I'll read one and go, oh, I can't answer right now. I'll get back to it and maybe I'll forget. Mm -hmm. I try to because, uh, I mean, they write me. I should, I should respond. It's yeah. usually interesting. But, like, about half my VIP columns are people writing in about something. And I'll say, hey, what about hamburgers? And people write in, here's my thoughts about hamburgers. And you'll never hear us talk about blue wine. It'll always be red. Is there blue wine? There's no blue wine. There's glue vine. Yeah. That's a German holiday punch. Okay. okay. I lived in Stuttgart, as you know, because you're fans of Kurt Schlichtheit. Stuttgart. Stuttgart. Vois der Bahnhof. By the way, it, it should be Monday. I have a great, great town hall entitled The Tide Has Turned for Trump that should be running today, which none of you guys have read. Do you want to talk about it a little bit? No, I think it speaks for itself. Okay. I talk badly about Biden. Very badly. I'm not sure if I call him a crustacean in this one. If you're not sure that, and you mentioned crustacean, you might have done that. I, I, there's a significant chance I uh, I called him a crustacean. Yeah. Uh, mostly because of his crustaceanness. Maybe just a little teaser for how the tide might have turned, just a little bit. Yeah, he. I, I think uh, I think Biden had the worst week ever last week. Uh, between uh, what are you a junkie? And you know. All black, you know, Latinos are much more diverse than black people. He came out. He came out to talk twice, and that's what happened. And he he stepped on his uh, Chuck Schumer yeah. hard. Yeah. And uh, I still don't think he's going to debate. He is. He is in a corner. He's a if, mess. If he, if he doesn't debate, he. I mean, he is in a corner right now because everybody's saying he's going to debate. His wife said he's going to debate. And she knows he's a master debater. Yeah. Oh, yeah get it she also knows that he's, he's i don't even want to know yeah he's uh you know i can just see him wandering as basement his freaking robe flopping open you know the <laughs> he's 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 the whole department he's, store on display he's, he's imaging coca from national lampoon's vacation that's oh my gosh is. that's that's a good reference yeah that's what he is that's a good reference he uh she, you know, he, he, he should be, he's the guy who lives upstairs in the room that they only let out once in a while. On the rocking chair on the top of the car. On the rocking chair watching the TV without a mouth. That's right. Except he does have a mouth. He's Joe fucking Biden. Yeah. Um, okay. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> Shut up, fat. <laughs> Shut up, fat. And Jim Swift's like, leave me alone. I'm going to vote for you. Shut up, fat. Let's do push-ups. No, Joe! I'm your friend! I'm, I'm Jim Swift of the of the bulwark! Ahoy! <laughs> and, and the only thing you can think of is, wow, how lucky did he get that they did Joe Biden happened to call him fat at the one of the few moments he didn't have his mouth full and could respond. So that's that's great. Anyway, this is uh this is the unredacted podcast with Kurt Schlichter. You got a guest host uh, Drew Maddox and Irina Moises was in the house. Over there is Bitey and Barky, and uh, we've done our thing. I hope you dig it, and uh, you know that you've uh, rocked the mic and perpetrated and slayed all suckers state to state, uh, so forth and so on. We'll see you next time. Check out my town halls all over the place. You know where they are. Check me out on Twitter. 
and buy my book, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You, greatest book ever written after the Bible and Shakespeare. Uh, and uh, the audiobook is done by our mutual friend Tony Katz. The, the Trump book he did, he did? Yeah, he did 21 Biggest oh, Lies About Donald Trump. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Holy shit, Drew doesn't know that. And like, I, my publicity must suck anus. I've been reading the book. I've, I, I've missed out on it's the audio book. It's a fine book. It's a fine book. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. I'm funny in person, huh? Funny in person. Yes, definitely funny in person. But not when I'm like just sitting around. When then I'm usually like no, solemn. No, sitting sitting around you're funny, but in in front of Republican women in Thousand Oaks, you're very funny. Oh man, I killed. You did kill. We went out there, uh, Arena and uh, Drew and I, and I did I did an hour. You did do off an the hour. cuff with a solid those hour. Uh, I killed a tight hour. I did a tight, did a tight fucking <laughs> yeah. hour. I know because I was a stand-up, and, yeah. and the first you do, you get like good five good minutes. That's right. And then you're an opener, yeah. and you get like fifteen good minutes or yeah. twenty good minutes, and you're a middle. Yeah. And then you get a good tight hour. Yeah, that's right. And I had a tight hour. You did. A, you had a tight hour, especially the Stacey Abrams interlude. I did love the Stacey Abrams. I thought of a better joke, and it's in the new one. Okay. I wanted to follow it up because I said, yeah, what about Stacey Abrams, right? Yeah, she's not going to be Veep. She'd have to give up the governorship of Georgia. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, yeah. And then I said, you know, she had a big question about the office, though. Is it all you can eat? And that got a good laugh. And I said, then what I, I and the one I came up with that later. It got, got a good laugh among like 60 Republican women. About 60 Republican women. The the one I wanted to do was, uh, the, the later that I came up with is like, but don't worry about it. Biden says, if I don't name you Veep, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to name you as the ambassador to diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. Yeah, that's funnier. <laughs> the ambassador to the diabetes. Yeah. To yeah. the yeah. diabetes. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> See, because comedy is a process. Yeah. God, I used. To, God, I had so much fun working, because I used to work with other comics. So somebody has to take over the diabetes. The diabetes, and then you, 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 you get a joke, and then people like make it better. Yeah. And it's just fucking killer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, to the ambassador to the diabetes. Yeah. Holy fuck! Wilford Brimley just died, right? No, that's yep. He did. You know. Wilford Brimley was younger than I am when he did Cocoon. He was 49 years old. I'm 55 and a half. It's, it's ridiculous. It's amazing. I, they're just some guys who, who look like they're born to drive a Buick. Yeah. I have a friend of mine who's like a year older than me, and he's a nerd colonel. And I swear to God, from the time he was like 35 when I first met him, I figured this guy ought to be driving a fucking Cadillac Eldorado. He was still my grandfather when he was 49. Wilford Brimley. He was oh, still, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. And that nude scene. Holy shit. <laughs> God. I can't believe he was hung like that. Holy fuck. I'm like, is that Harry Reams or Harry Reams or uh, fucking Wilford? Harry Reams. Thank you. I'm throwing that one out. Thank you. There, That's for you, Des Miller. Des Miller up there. <laughs> Harry Reams. You know, because the cheap guys would have gone for Ron Jeremy, but not me. No, that's true. And, and, and then the, the, the guy's a little less cheap, Harry? John Holmes. Okay. Fuck them. Back to Wilfred Brimley. Harry Reams, it's the right thing to do. Nice. 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 On, 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 that, on that note, 
And all the like 23 year olds at uh, Town Hall are getting at this are going, the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> Don't Google it. All right, guys, thanks a lot. This is Unredacted with Kurt Schlichter. I will uh, see you soon. Adios. <laughs>